Voyage. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Evelyn Lummy, and I thought love had passed me by until I found it halfway around the world. All around her, the world is cold, blanketed by falling snow. Her hair covers one eye, like she's hiding behind it. But she wants to be seen. Her exposed eye silently begs for help to rescue her from her life. She has no idea how to move forward. I painted this while I still lived in England, a lifetime ago. My self-portrait. I'm 56 years old now, and the story took place when I was 43 years old, living in Southport, England, with my husband, 33 years of marriage. Our son moved out 16 years ago, and then our marriage got really bad. I married him when I was 18, and he was 23. We were really in love, but later everything went sour. There's dark blood flowing in my ethnicity, and this is why I constantly got bullied at school and by teachers as well, and got beaten up by uh, classmates, and that actually formed my life. In our marriage, my father-in-law didn't like me at all, and he showed me this date on a daily basis. And he also said to his son, he said, you got to be careful that you don't get any black children when you marry her, and yeah, stuff like that, you know, and it was really bad. My ex had women that he knew from his childhood, and so my father-in-law actually decided to ring them up so they um, can get into our marriage and try to break us up that way because he didn't want us to be together. He would have been happy if I would have done what he said just to leave, you know, and I don't know if he he would want me to take our son with me, but he just said, why don't you just leave and never come back? I decided not to go. Why would I want to go? I haven't done anything wrong. My ex-husband, he never said anything to his father about it because he was actually scared. So he decided to stay out of it and just let his father have his way with me and, you know, all of what he was saying. When my son was born, they saw that he was white. He had blonde curls and they absolutely loved him. They didn't have any problem with him. He introduced his son first, then he introduced our son second, and then he said nothing else. And then if people asked, well, who is the woman there standing next to them? And he said, oh, he looked to the ground and said, that's my daughter-in-law. Like he was ashamed of me. So he was embarrassed by my skin color. My father-in-law gave me the freaks for 25 years because when he invited himself, he said, I'll be coming next Sunday. And he didn't even ask if we're home, if we have time. No, he just came along and we had to be home. And if we would have said no, he would have got really upset with us. I made coffee, we had cake, and then he was talking to his son and uh, our son. 
but he hardly talked to me and every time I wanted to say something, he just ignored me as if I wasn't there. I just said to my back then husband, yeah, well, can't you do something about it? I feel really bad, you know, it's like I'm not here and... And he said, he just said, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I can't do nothing about it. What do you expect me to do? So he never did anything about it. My ex-husband changed. He tried to lose weight and he, he hardly had hair at the top. And he only had hair at the back and he combed it from one side to the other to make out he had full hair. And it was really funny. It was such a joke because any, everybody could see he didn't have any hair. And then he f- put facial cream on and started lusting after blondes. It was so embarrassing because the blondes that he was lusting after were only 15 to 20, you know. They were really young, almost children. And it was really, I mean, it was, it was so bad for me because, you know, he married me as a brunette. And then suddenly when he started to be over 50, he decides I want to go after blondes now. So that was really painful for me. One time we were sitting in the car and there was a blonde walking on the side of the road and he just, I mean, he just looked, you know, we almost had an accident. And I said, for goodness sake, can't you just drive? So he said, oh, shush it. And, and, and he just put his foot on the accelerator. And he went so fast and then he suddenly hit the brakes and I hit my head on the dashboard and I started to bleed. He didn't care two hoops about it. It made me hate him in that department because it was every day. Whatever, wherever we went, it was all about blondes. He's just looking, staring, laughing. And he was so, standing there so long, you know, nothing would go on. And I was just, I could not handle that anymore. It really made me angry. He didn't appreciate my cooking either, even though other people said I cooked brilliant. I mean, they liked my kitchen and it was really good, but he didn't like it. He wanted, he said, other women cook this and I've heard they can cook this. And I've had a meal with someone and I couldn't do anything right in his eyes, really. That was the case. And this is what made me think also he wasn't happy anymore, you know, with what, what I am, what I do, and he showed me that on daily basis as well. I just, everything added up, you know, his actions and what he's done to me and how he treated me in public or with other bits at home as well. And this, I couldn't put up with this anymore. I thought, now it's time to stop. I can't go on. And I hated myself for staying there because I just changed myself and there was no love, no emotions. I was cold. I started painting when when I was around 20, 25, and I needed the painting to express my feelings, and the more I painted, the better I felt, actually. With painting, I came to be aware of what where I am at the stage, how, how I feel and what life I'm living and everything. Through all these paintings, I really felt that. I also felt I had to the need to do something about it, to break out. I couldn't live the other half of my life in a marriage like this anymore, which I was so unhappy. So I thought I have to go. Something in me died. Even memories of the past when things were better between us left me cold. The marriage ended like this. Him living in his blonde, alcohol-soaked world and me ready to move on. But how? I felt trapped. My only outlet from this misery is my painting. But painting is solitary and I wanted a personal connection. So I started an online group called Wolf Lovers Forever. I've always been fascinated by wolves and enjoyed connecting with others who felt like I did. I never expected to meet a special someone through this group, but pretty soon I started online chatting with a new member, Alfred. 
He lived in Australia, half a world away from me in England. Despite the physical distance, right off the bat, he felt very near to me. He was so kind. Our conversation started to veer away from wolves onto our personal lives. Soon we took it out of the forum so we could chat one-on-one. I know what it's like to feel sad and lonely like you. We barely knew each other. How could he say this to me? Was it that obvious? Why are you saying this to me? I've had my own failures in love, but it's important not to give up. I haven't. I thought I had, but hearing him say this rekindled something in me. Hope. Tell me, Evelyn. What makes you happy? In all the years of my marriage, my husband never once asked me that. I was starving for attention and affection, and here was this man I'd only met through the computer giving it to me. I was floored. As Alfred opened up to me about his life, I could feel that he was as lost as I was. He was as desperate as me to find someone in the dark, someone to cling on to, to hold close and never let go. I found myself spending more and more time online. I had to hide it from my husband who was intensely jealous. I knew I was crossing a big line, but I felt justified. My husband had desecrated our marriage with other women time and time again. Whenever he was out of the house, I'd log on, breathlessly look for a note from Alfred, anything to indicate that he was thinking of me. And he always was. We had so many common interests, beyond our love of wolves. So many points of connection. Didn't matter that I was 11 years older than him. Since we were children, we both dreamed of living on a farm with lots of animals. I started to lie awake, picturing us in a field with cows and horses. I fell hard and fast. It was like I was 16 all over again. But I was a grown woman, with a son, a failed marriage, and years of life experience under my belt. And unlike my teenage years, I knew exactly who I was, what was missing in my life. There was a hole in my heart in the shape of Alfred. My name is Alfred Evan Lummy. I'm 45 years old. I do woodwork. Restore furniture. I met Evelyn when I was 38 years old. I was online looking for a girlfriend. I had mental issues at the time where nothing was going right for me, self in life. I found out I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder after ending up in hospital from a attempted suicide by cutting myself. I turned around and ended up staying inside my room most of the time. I couldn't drive my car because I had to give up my license because of it for a time being until the doctors cleared me fit to drive again. So I was really bored out of my brain and I was looking for someone to fill the void with me. I was feeling really down in the dumps at that point. I just didn't feel worth 
anything to anybody. Well, I thought to myself, I just, I, I want to see him. We were texting along and everything, and I was, I didn't want to text any longer. I, could, I said, let's do a video call, and he agreed. My heart was beating all the way up to my neck, you know, and I saw him ring, and I just clicked on answer, and there, we, there he was in the picture, and my heart was really beating. I could feel my chest popping out, my heart popping out of my chest. This is how excited I was. Hello? My God, you are beautiful. Stop it. That's true. Even more gorgeous than in your pictures. This was the first time we ever laid eyes on each other in real time. It's one thing to chat online, another to talk on the phone, but to be able to look into each other's eyes, it felt amazing. We chatted whenever we could, even cried each other to sleep over how much we missed each other. It was beautiful, an escape from my real life. But this could not go on forever. My husband had suspicions. I was spending so much time online. It wasn't like he saw my chats with Alfred or anything like that. What tipped him off was the change he could see in me. I stopped being miserable. In some small way, I was finding happiness. And my husband knew he had done absolutely nothing to contribute to that. He had been drinking one morning. He worked the night shift and would come home in the wee hours. He'd drunk his usual ten beers before most people had breakfast. His eyes were bleary, voice slurred, and every movement was a bit clumsy and exaggerated. I was lying on the couch when he asked me, Do you have an online lover? I denied it. I'm not proud of it, but not ashamed either. The fact is, I was scared of him. Liar, he said. I've never been particularly good at that. He grabbed me by my ankles and yanked me off the couch. My back and head slammed on the floor and he, he laughed. Laughed at my pain and the fear on my face. He wasn't always like this. In our early years, before his midlife crisis and blonde obsession, he could be sweet and caring. But as he got older, he became more and more like his wretched father. A bully. At that moment, lying on the floor with him looming over me, I realised very clearly, I must go. I was preparing myself. I had to get out of this marriage because I couldn't stand a day longer there. And so I planned actually with Alfred online what um, the next steps were going to be. Save up money from my job, get everything ready, get a ticket and just fly over. I did not say anything to my husband at that time because he would have stopped me for sure. He wasn't happy with me, but I know he would have stopped me, so I didn't tell him anything. My friend said, they don't think I should do this. You never know who you are coming to. He could be a killer, he could be a psycho and what have you not. But yeah, I did not listen to them. I listened to my gut and my heart and I'm really glad I did this because I couldn't be happier. 
After flying for nearly an entire day, I finally arrived in Australia. I was excited and, I admit, a bit nervous. Thoughts raced through my head. What's he going to be like in person? What will it be like to kiss him? What if it's not good? So much was riding on the line. It felt like days before my bags came off the conveyor belt. Finally, I made it through customs and walked through the gauntlet of people waiting to meet loved ones. Then I saw it, the sign with my name on it. I could see where my sweetheart was standing. He was even more handsome in person. As I approached, he was smiling ear to ear. It's you. You're really here. I couldn't even speak. We fell into each other's arms. He hugged me so tight I could barely breathe. Never had any man held me like that. Then he kissed me so deeply. I'd never been kissed like that before. I heard people comment. Oh, look at that. So wonderful. Then Alfred gave me the flowers he had behind his back. Roses of every colour. So beautiful. I inhaled their sweet scent. It felt like a dream. I'd never been so happy. Alfred lifted my suitcases and led the way to the car park. You must be exhausted. Oh, I was utterly knackered on the plane, but now I feel like I could climb a mountain. In that case, there's one stop I'd like to make on the way home, if that's all right by you. Where are we going? You'll see. He had an impish smile on his face. Didn't know where we were headed, but it wasn't to pick up beers. He took me to a park that looks out onto the city. It was dusk and the sky lit the city in a gorgeous pink. Quite a contrast to the grey cityscapes of Southport. Looks like you cast a spell. If anyone's cast a spell, it's you, on me. I've always loved coming here and now. Having you here with me, it's my favourite place in the world. He kissed me again. We couldn't leave our hands off each other. It was wonderful to hold the man I love, to kiss and hug him, to give him all my deep love as he gave me his. Everything we talked about online, everything we dreamed about at night was right here in my arms. If there was a spell, I prayed it would not break. When I first arrived in Australia, I really thought I was going to stay for sure because the feelings Alfred and I have for each other were real and I, I felt that. He showed me that. And I absolutely knew I wanted to stay with this man for the rest of my life. I wanted to get my paintings from England, around yeah, 40 paintings that was. So I messaged my ex-husband and he said, no, I'm not going to send them to you. Not the way you left and everything. You have no rights on these paintings. And I said, yes, I do, because I'm the one who painted them. And uh, at the end, he, he actually sent them, but he had met somebody, a Russian woman. Yeah, he married a woman who was brunette. He was so after blondes all his life and with the 16 years of our past marriage. And this is why I, would not, I didn't understand that he, at the end, married a brunette woman. And she actually 
said to him, send the paintings to your ex-wife because otherwise you will never, you will never have peace, you know. She actually made him to send those paintings. She had a good heart. So this is what happened at the end. I received my paintings and I was really happy about that. The self-portrait when I was so sad is, uh, is a steady reminder of who I once was. But since I'm a different person now, I keep it locked away. I have it somewhere safe. I shedded my skin. I'm reborn and I would never want to go back to who I once was. I had worried that maybe this was all a mistake. Some image of perfection that I had conjured up in my head out of desperation. And one day, something would burst my bubble. But he was the man for me. After 43 years finding love and happiness, I was, yeah, I was over the, like I said, over the moon and I was sort of, I, I knew everything was going to go right from that moment on. Because of my childhood was so bad, with Alfred, it all changed, you know. Since he, I don't have any more anxiety, I'm loved, I'm cared for, we have the same feelings for each other, like I said, we're soulmates, I just feel happy all around. To find my soulmate half a world away was, uh, it's a long way far off the thing, but I'm actually happy I've met him, you know. I, I didn't think I could find a person like this. It's just his thoughts are my thoughts, my thoughts are his thoughts. Every time he wants a coffee, I already make it before he even says anything. So that's just beautiful, you know. And I know what he's thinking, he knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy. My new portrait shows me being happy and free with with my new life and overall satisfied. It couldn't be better. The new portrait, I've painted a new one. It really shows me the way I am now happy with Alfred, my soulmate. She is smiling. Her eyes sparkle with joy. She stands on a field of gold surrounded by bright red dahlias with yellow hearts. Her joy has the power to lift the world. Like the flowers that broke through the dead, cold earth of winter, she is a testament to the renewal of spring. After 53 years, she is finally the person she was always meant to be. Hope Lives Here is a production of Voyage Media. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere you're listening. This helps more people discover the show. And subscribe now for future episodes. If you want to learn more about Evelyn and Alfred's story, a link to her book, House of Horror, is in the show notes.